three, two, one. Hello, hello, everyone. I am your host, Ben Jay, and we are back with another episode of the Creators Lounge Podcast, episode eight. So uh, Creators Lounge Podcast Group Chat, episode eight. So today, following the trend of the last two episodes, um, we're going to hear some opinions and insights from two incredible individuals who are doing their own thing, making their own mark on the world, and uh, really just sharing their own unique experiences in a way that provides value to their audiences. Um, I think they've got a lot to share with us, and I know from me and Fatima have already linked up and done some really cool content together, so I'm excited to talk with her more and, of course, to meet Ashley. Let's do some introductions to begin with to give the audience some context. Ashley, let's start with you first of all. Uh, what is your name? Where are you from? What do you do? So, um, Ashley McHatton. I'm currently living in Northern California, United States, and I help uh, people create brands using clear messaging and storytelling. Fantastic. And then Fatima, let's go to you next. Uh, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Hello, I'm uh, Fatima K. I'm a human potential coach and I'm based in France, currently in Corsica, beautiful Corsica. And I decided to focus on helping Muslim women build their inner power so they can live their best life. I love that so much. So let's go a little bit deeper on what exactly you guys do. Um, Ashley, let's go with you first of all. Uh, go ahead and give us a little bit deeper understanding of exactly what your mission is with the business and what you do with it. So my uh, hobbies, like we were talking right before we started recording about working with creatives, and that's definitely a passion. My hobby is running ultra marathons. And so my favorite part of that was hearing people's stories on the trail. So when I decided to start my business, I just wanted to hear people's stories, but I wanted to be open to doing lots of things, which I know we'll cover later on. But um so my favorite thing though was I kept, I just couldn't stay away from the entrepreneurs because I'm like, they're the ones doing brave things in the world that may or may not work. And it's very similar and analogous to people doing crazy things on trails. So I was like, how can I make these people continue to do their passions like every day with, you know, in spite of all the obstacles. So that's really sort of like the, the underpinnings of my mission. And a lot of times outside of the nuts, nuts and bolts of building a business, it's really like motivating and inspiring people, which sounds really like fluffy, but I'm like most of the time, that's what they need. They just need somebody that also believes in them and their crazy idea because there's lots of voices that don't. So I'm usually the voice that tells them if their idea sucks, tells them if it's awesome, and then just helps keep them going. So that's how I look at my role. Oh, I love that, Ashley. No, it's funny, right? Because a lot of the times the things that we do boil down to very fluffy or inconsequential sounding things. Mm -hmm. And we just don't realize how much people struggle with these things of being inspired, being motivated, being positive. Because, you know, for people who are living in a good place, whether by luck or through hard work, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to have a true understanding of what other people are living in, which is often a negative environment, uh, an unhealthy society, you know, a judgmental kind of um, culture, whatever it may be. And so they are still stuck and we need to keep helping each other to break those boundaries, to break those limitations. and. Yeah, to live more fully. Fatima, give us some more depth of insight on what you do exactly with your business then. Yeah, 100%, just as a follow-up of what you were saying, um, we, we, I mean, we all unique, right? And we all have our strengths and weaknesses. So you have like people that go to the Olympics and then you have the teachers, you have the trainers, you have the coaches. And I feel like, you know, um, us being like trainers and, and, and wannabe coaches or like coaches uh, or even entrepreneurs deciding to help other people 
we have that in us, I think, you know, for a long time and that's a true desire and it, it's a huge quality and and we need people like us a hundred percent because not everybody, you know, can have the awareness, not everybody can motivate themselves, not everybody, you know, can be aware of that negative self-talk. So um so I love having that role and um I had this role for a long time and then it it took different you know shapes and forms and and then I arrived to discovering you know coaching with the human potential institute which had an, a totally you know holistic approach because I don't believe you know only focusing on one part is going to be you know like the answer you know you have like you're a human being right your whole organism and you need to cater to all parts not of course impossible at the same time but at least you got to be aware of the whole part like how it works and how to arrive at a certain you know balance and and i'm all about you know like going to the your highest potential and it looks different for everybody right so uh, once I discovered the Human Potential Institute, you know, through my mentor, Dave Asprey, and I was like, oh, this is the coaching program that I was waiting for. I was like, everybody was like, you know, you should do coaching. You know, you're good at, you're good at it. Just do it. Um, so I did it. And then, um, you know, something that was close to my heart was, you know, helping people in general. But I discovered, you know, through conversation and um, through just observation that, you know, the Muslim community, uh, you know, wasn't served you know in like uh, helping you know coaching or like advice or education or training um as much as you know other parts of the population worldwide but so i was like let me just focus you know on the muslim community and and more importantly on the women um because i know that you know being the strong women that i am you know like i i, I consider myself as a warrior not everybody's like that i don't expect everybody being like that but i'm gonna fight for you and um so that's why i decided to focus on women because you know not everybody do it um so yeah this is where i'm at today and again it takes many different shapes and form it's a work in progress you know like discovering yourself and your flow and what you're good at is is a work in progress like everybody wants to you know, like even me, I was like that. I was like, well, why is it so hard? You know, like, you know, <laughs> why am I interested in so many different things? But then like the more I experiment, the work, the more work I put into it, I discover, you know, the thing that really light me up. So I'm excited about, you know, the future. Oh, I love that, Fatima. I love your energy all the time. And yeah, your strength, your strength just shines through the words you use, the emotions you use. I, I can feel it even digitally. And I was going to say something about, there's a quote I really love. Um, I do not recall who said it specifically, so pardon that. I think it was a Chinese philosopher, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and the quote goes something along the lines of, to lead people, walk beside them. Um, and so I think that it's true for what we do. It's always easier or more effective to help someone who's in your same struggle, your same situation, right? And so someone, so like a, uh, for me, as an individual who has ADHD and other mental health issues, if I'm able, I'm able to reach people who also have ADHD in a way that someone who doesn't have ADHD would, because I understand the struggle a little bit more, right? And so um, it's something I remind people a lot. We often beat ourselves up because we're struggling with something that we're also helping people with. And I'm like, no, that's, that's why you're doing what you do. You're like, you're helping people with their mental health because you've struggled with it. So you understand what it feels like. You're learning yourself and you're helping other people learn you know, walking from the inside out is such an effective approach to coaching or just assistance, even as a friend or as a mother or a father or a sister or a brother, you know, the inside out's the best approach. I want to jump over to you, Ashley. You know, you talked a little bit about 
being an ultra marathon runner, you know, sharing conversations, having hearing stories, loving the stories, having your own stories. How did you approach the launch of your business? Was it something that just gradually came together or was it something that's like a moment like, boom, I got to do this. Like, how did you approach it? I think eight years and I'm still launching my business. Um, um, and I wanted to just comment on that quote too, like, it, cause again, it goes back to, I think what all three of us talk about. It's also, I think what makes a really good leader when you're doing it next to somebody rather than like bossing them or telling them from some high peak, like where you're so disconnected from the struggle and like ultra running, it's one person, you know, trying to run 50 or a hundred miles or a hundred kilometers or whatever the distance is. Um, but it usually takes a team and a crew like along the way, your coaches, like your friends to meet you at checkpoints, somebody to feed you and tell you you're doing a good job and to push you to keep going when you want to quit. And, um, and so just when I started my business, I actually left my corporate job, um, in insurance, which is super boring in healthcare. Um, for anybody that does do that, like good job, if you love it. Um, it was not, I'm not, meant, I can't sit still. Like, so I started my business as a photographer and because I had always been creative, but had started off as a pre-med student, became, you know, disappointment as being an artist instead. And so with that, I've, it's been the approach that I was going to try every style. So every, to see what I liked, knowing that I probably didn't like newborns and I didn't like weddings and I was going to try it anyways, because maybe I'm wrong. And that served me really well because even though, yes, I did not enjoy those activities, there were really great training for when I was doing lifestyle or branding photo shoots with clients because I had learned all the same skill sets to do different types of photography at a wedding. You're doing cakes and portraits and lifestyle, like you're doing a whole bunch of things. Same was true when I morphed into um, figuring it out, like being open to like, this might not be the thing, but this is what I'm excited about right now. And as I, you know, got mentors and was growing my business and following business models, I liked it, but it just wasn't it. And I had fought so hard to like be the artist and be successful and like show my family wrong and all of the, you know, negative self-talk to say that it wasn't it was really hard. And I had a friend um, that I had interviewed for this course that I was kind of excited about um, that I was creating at the time. And she had said, I only say yes to things that I'm excited about. So she's like, if I'm not excited, I just don't do it. And that sounded insane to me and super luxurious. Like who has the, the audacity to just do that? But then also like, like to afford to say no, like to get to that point where you can actually say no um, and just trust that it's going to work out. But then that started the path of like, again, it wasn't just the photographs. Like it, like I started to see that that was a way to communicate what makes somebody unique, which is definitely part of my mission. Cause if we're all, we all have something unique to offer and um, value. So then I started, and this is like now four years in, then I was like, okay, here's what I can do with the skill set that I've acquired, but it's just been for me, which is super messy. Um, following what makes me excited every day. And when I'm no longer excited about that for a long period of time, because I tend to like, you know, we all have days where like, not today. Like, so <laughs> um, that's when I, I've just followed that to where, you know, cause I was so worried about being a typical creative or like one minute you're doing one thing and like three weeks later, now you have a new business. I'm like, I don't want it to feel like that to my audience. I want it to feel like, okay, I was doing visual communication. Now I was adding words and now I'm, putting them together. And so, so it feels cohesive because we all grow as humans, 
So it felt like a growth rather than just, today I'm gonna crochet hats instead of my photography business because that's sometimes what it looked like behind the scenes. So, so that's kind of how it started. It was messy and it continues to be messy, but um, I've stopped trying to judge that. And like uh, running, because it's been a, a structure I go back to and like an analogy I go back to, like you have a direction that you go towards, but like the finish line's never guaranteed. So you have to like the process along the way because that struggle is like the only guarantee. So if you're not enjoying hiking, climbing the mountain, popping blisters, like then just like, that's not the right thing because you have to like that part of it, not just what you hope the end looks like. Oh man, Ashley, yeah, you put it into words so well. It's a struggle that um, I think more of us go through than we'd like to admit. Um, and I think a lot of it also comes down to comparison because whenever we see mm -hmm. the people who are doing it the best, they always look like hyper specific or like they can do anything or like they have their niche and like you're like, oh, I know that that's Michael Jackson because of this, this and that. That's Drake because of this, this and this. Like they got it all tied down to like a formula almost. And we're so like, I think, you know, for some creatives and individuals, like we start to compare ourselves to like, why do I not have it figured out? Like, why do I not have my iconic colors? Why do I not have my iconic branding, you know? And it's just we're humans. And like you said, Ashley, like, we're always developing, we're evolving. That's literally why we're here, we're evolving. We can't expect to be fit into a cookie cutter box shape. You know, we're gonna keep changing and that's what makes us exciting. That's what makes us unique and special. Fatima, I'm sure you have something to add to this. Please jump in, Fatima. How did you approach starting your own business? <laughs> Was it that same messy approach or did you write, I know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna execute every day. <laughs> How'd you go about it? Listen, I, I love that because it's a mixture of both. Um, I had the, I'm, a, I'm an action taker, so I'm not someone that dwells, you know, like, oh, I have to do my business plan, all that. And I was like, no, I don't need a business plan. I'm just gonna do it. Um, and and so I, this, this worked for me um, for many things because, um, I mean, you know, when once you, you you start being in your head and you you know the story and you add a sentence to another sentence and it becomes like a whole book, and you're still like, what is going on? You know, like I haven't produced anything. And and as musicians, you may not like you may have that. You know, like I don't know how many players you have that you never you know share with anybody. But the the thing is, you know, I remember. Everybody in the self-growth, uh, you know, this like movement, uh, remember when Tony Robbins said, you know, clarity is power. So I bought some Tony Robbins programs and like every time he was saying clarity is power and I was like, yes, Tony, yes, I'm going after, you know, clarity is power, but I didn't understand, you know, what it meant truly. Now that I, um, you know, I've produced a lot of content throughout the years, I truly believe that you need to, to have the clarity of, listen, as a business, there is a problem that I'm solving that is very specific and I have a solution that is very specific to me and I have to um, communicate that so clearly to people. So there is no like doubt or like, you know, objections, whatever. You have to get that. If you're still like, and you say to people, I'm a coach, I said, that's great. How are you going to help me? You know, like what is coaching? And some people don't even know what is coaching. So um, it is a problem, right? As a business, if you, if people are like, they just stumble, especially on social media onto you and they don't know what you're about. It, it is, that's why we, you know, the business isn't growing as, uh, as it's supposed to be. So definitely um, you got to start experiments because again, 
you're not gonna wake up one day and say, you know, this is it. It only happens to be. So every day, lucky you, you know, but for now, I still have a day. So I, I go through getting this clarity with right? And I need to try many things to see, you know, what you truly like, because sometimes we think we like something or we're good at something. And when we do it, it's different. So that's why you need to experiment. So I definitely go, you know, uh, with what Ashi said and uh, what you said, you know, by being kind to yourself and saying, you know, I'm a human being, I need to stop comparing myself to people. Fatima, drop for just a second, Fatima. Give it one second. We'll see if you jump back in. Two hours later. I'm so sorry. So be kind to yourself and. Be kind to yourself. So be kind to yourself. You will not wake up uh, one day, you know, or like take a pill and have everything figured out. You've got to experiment and, and be willing to understand that things that you thought, you know, you would be excited about, you know, you won't be right. And it happens. And then you got to adapt. Right. So people start to like, no, I thought I would be like a doctor. I spent 10 years doing this. I mean, I have degrees that I'm not using, but I learned something. I mean, I mean, it's done. It's done. You know, yes, I spent, you know, thousands of euros, you know, doing these, but it's done. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move forward. So I'm all about moving forward. And that's why you got to be kind to yourself and say, oh, it's part of the, you know, the learning process. Um, so yeah. And th that's why mentorship is, is really important. I think, you know, like having conversation with people that feel like they're, you feel like they're successful at something that you want to do and then ask them question and approach them and say like, okay, what is going on? How is it really, you know, mm. on a day to day basis. So, um, and this is something that I'm, I'm learning to do also uh, now. So yeah, there is, a. Uh, growth, 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 and uh, and 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 that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, just it. Fatima, you said a lot of really cool things that I could dig into, but um, I think the one thing I want to pull into, and I'm going to toss it over to you, Ashley, is that process of going through so many things. Because you know, whenever you're trying and failing, trying and failing, or not even failing, just like trying and not being satisfied with it, you know, it's easy to lose motivation. Um, and what happens for so many individuals is we start focusing on the negative rather than the positive. And so when you focus on the negative, you're just destroying your energy, you're destroying your momentum. And I'm not saying it's easy because obviously whenever stuff is going bad, like it's hard to be thankful that you are still alive. It's hard to be thankful that at least you have one good friend. It's like that stuff doesn't seem consequence like fuck that. Like I'm failing big time over here, you know. So I want to ask you, Ashley, how have you kind of dealt with um, the trials and errors of business, especially with being on so many platforms? Because I know that you're someone who's on you on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube, you know. You're on many different platforms. How have you kind of uh, navigated that journey of like trying something and, you know, doing some some measurement or like this works, this doesn't work. I like this. I don't like this. And how have you kind of navigated that emotionally and professionally, Ashley? So I have asked myself because um, at first I was trying to do everything and being consistent and that did not work because um, I was burning myself out or I'd get really busy with clients and then like couldn't couldn't maintain it and then would beat myself up over it and then like pick it back up later and it just was like exactly what I didn't want to do and I tell other people not to do. <laughs> so how I have over the last decade switched is I pick one platform and I promise myself three times a week so that way I still have flexibility in my schedule and it doesn't have to be so uh, structured or rigid and I find that that works for me and I have the freedom to schedule it ahead of time or I can do it spontaneous but 
I have to do three. And even if that means that if all three go out on the same day within the same hour, because it's the next week's about to start, that I do that. And that's like my main focus. And then anything else that I push out is bonus. And that does a couple things for my brain where it gives me like that I'm showing and proving myself that I'm showing up and doing the work that I said I was gonna do. And I think that's been a big key is like, can I count on myself? Because that's the biggest thing in business that I have found is I am betting on me at the end of the day because lots of people are gonna tell me that I'm dumb or crazy or it's never gonna work. I'm also telling myself those things sometimes as well. So at the end, I'm committed to my success and my ability to figure things out. And so by giving myself these little wins, has been helpful for like on a daily basis to keep my my mental health and my optimism up. And then I have found if things are too easy though, too, I also don't do well. So it's like to find that right, like have a big goal or a big challenge that is maybe not impossible, but super impractical. Um, Like Fatima and I, we talk and like I had this goal of, I think from May, like is when it started, but I was like, I really want to make a million dollars by August. And it's, it was possible. Right. And I'm just like, but it, what it did was, cause it was possible 400 students in my new program. I was like, it's just numbers. Like it, it's super possible. Am I going to do the steps to get there? But it made me ask myself really interesting questions where I wasn't going to judge myself if I got there or not. Cause obviously if I got there, I'd be happy. And if I didn't, then it's just, looking at it for like information because mm. like training for a marathon you could do all the steps right and still not have the outcome like on instagram growth people talk about like you follow these hashtags and you do this posting schedule that works for some people it doesn't work for everybody so it's like i can't if i'm proud of the effort that i'm putting in that's my new measuring stick um mm. if i'm saying that i'm doing the things that i or if i've done the things that i say that i've been gonna do that success, and then seeing how far I can get for some of those big challenges and goals that freak me out. Because again, there's that like too easy spot and then like too, too hard. Um, And I had made it growth in my business where I'm like, again, it was, it got to the point where I'm like, this is an actual possible goal, um, which I haven't reached. The, The month's not over yet, but I haven't reached it yet. But it like, it made me look at again, opportunities in crypto and like other mm. other things that I would have probably put down to still be curious, which is a value of mine. But again, not to beat myself up, rather start looking at things like, what did I do? Did I actually do these things that would have gotten me in the results? No, then it shouldn't be a mystery and not to beat myself up. But then like, do I really want, do I really want that goal? Mm. Because so asking myself better questions holding myself accountable with like the small steps of progress and knowing that with kids and, you know, personal relationships and jobs and all of clients and like, what is it really realistic for me to post 20 TikToks a day? And cause I want to, cause it's fun. <laughs> but, um, and then like post every day on Instagram and then face like, and also though, is that actually like, why am I doing that? Like, is that actually helping my mm-hmm. business? Because what I found was, I only need to post three times a week on one platform. So, and again, it's like uh, Fatima was saying too, like we try a whole bunch of things um, to get that clarity. And once you have it, then stop doing all the other stuff. Like just do what works for you until you're curious about something else. Oh my gosh, Ashley. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm glad you said it all. Um, 
on, on one thing I want to mention just real quick for people listening yeah. that are also trying to make their own business is that we have to create a structure of some sort for ourselves, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're going from the employee mindset to the employer mindset, because the thing about having an employee mindset is they give you a structure, same as university. It's like, do this, get this reward, get do this, get this reward. There's a very clear structure for how to judge your actions of whether you're doing well or mm -hmm. not doing well. Jumping to being an entrepreneur, there's no structure there. It's like, I tried and failed. Fuck me. I, I'm, I'm an idiot. You, know, you have to give yourself a, a structure of some kind to be like, oh, wait, I'm doing pretty good or I could improve here. So that's really valuable. But the more important thing is a lesson that I've learned, like you said, um, and it goes back to what Fatima said as well. Like, you know, Tony Robbins saying clarity is power. power. That's true. How do we apply it in our lives? What does it actually mean? And so the same way for me, like the past three years, I've been completely focused on content following from the words of like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a huge, you know, um, preacher of content, right? And so he's right, you know, having more content is definitely valuable, but how does it apply to, to your project, your business? And so for me, I was at a place where I was putting out, you know, consistently two posts a day on Insta, three, and I could have even done four or five if I wanted to, pulling from old content reposting, you know, mm -hmm. things of that nature. But then I was like, What's the point? Like, why do I need to post five times a day on Insta? You know, what's it actually doing for my audience? What's it doing for the project? And so um, that's a really big one is, you know, there is insight out there, but how does it apply to us and how can we adjust it for ourselves? Fatima, please jump in because I'm sure that you want to say something about that as well. Yeah, um, so again, um, I think from, from when you have Gary and all of the like, uh, I wouldn't call them the gurus, but the people that really had like success in social media, when they give you your the advices, they come from like a mastering place. So it's, that's why they make it sound, you know, so easy and, you know, like, but okay, that's great. Post a lot a day. However, you got to know how to analyze your post because if you're just posting for posting, you know, like what's the point, as you said, it's a big waste of time. Um, and then what's, you know, what's the purpose? Like, how does it going to make me money? Am I going to use it, you know, to make me money or am I just going to use it to be creative and just post, you know, like whenever I feel like it. Um, so I, you got to ask yourself these questions. Um, so now you don't have any more excuses of not knowing because you have so much content of people, you know, saying that, like we are saying it, listen, listen learn from our mistakes. We, we've been like online and saying, you know, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. But now truly, as you said, you need that structure. You need to know, you know, what are the priorities that you got to work on so you can reduce, you know, the waste, you know, of your energy, of your resources. Uh, and again, you know, like we discussed Ben uh, and actually knows that I enjoyed, you know, experimenting, you know, I, I never, you know, I didn't end up in the streets, you know, I wasn't hungry. So I always worked. Um, so, but I was, you know, enjoying discovering, you know, being an entrepreneur. Um, but now I'm getting tired, like, you know, like, you know, three years, four years, five years down the line, I need my return on investment. Um, so I, I, I quit, you know, trying to figure it out because I know how to create content. I've learned, you know, I built so many competencies and skills, but I don't have the money. So now it's like, okay, I have to to think as a businesswoman, which is different as being, as thinking, you know, as a creative, um, or just thinking as a rookie, you know, like entrepreneur. So I'm like, I'm sick and tired. I need my return on investment. Okay. Let me get help for someone that really, you know, worth it. And, and I'm a coach and I know the value of investing in coaching. So I'm going to invest in a coach that 
you know, have a whole structure, not saying, you know, you can do it or like post time five, you know, five times a day and and you're going to make it. it. No, that's not this type of coaching. So very, you know, finding someone that did it, that has, you know, a track record uh, and, and then you can, you know, entrust and it's really expensive. So I'm like, let me invest in that because it's really time. I don't have time to figure it out, you know, how to build a funnel online and all of that because you can. But it's gonna take you, you know, years and years. And knowing us being creative, you're gonna be like, oh, I want to learn about Google Analytics, and then I'm, oh, let me hang out on TikTok. What is going on here? And then I'm gonna not allow you my YouTube channel. And, see. and then you arrive at the end of the year, it's like nothing happened. Yes, you have like 10 accounts, and yes, you created content, but like nothing happens money-wise and all of that. So I was like, no, I need to stop this you know, this uh, process because it's not working. Because what I really want is financial freedom. What I really want is to live out of my business and not, you know, having side hustles in, on the side to to make a living, right? Um, and stop being in survival mode. So yeah, but, and, and all of that, you only learn with time. You know, trial and error and successes and these conversations and listening to podcasts until you really, you know, build your awareness of like, this is how the picture looks like and you'll never have like a whole you know 360 degree view um but it's the the fun of it and that's why you need this conversation that's why you need you know to ask for help and you know feedback 100 percent uh feedback on your content don't be afraid of like you know asking like how does it look like tell me really you know uh it's good it doesn't help me thank you so much you know it gave me a, a dose of positivity but um so this is important but again you're by yourself you're trying to build this the million dollar thing you know uh, it's hard you know so it's hard and 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 you can't do it by yourself however what you can do is have the as we said you know the clarity of like where am i going what's my vision right and then you know gathering all the help that you need to help you get there um so yeah but this is this is something that i've learned this year so i can't I, you know i can't tell you, you know i had it all without no, <laughs> still in the process yeah but fatima thank you for mentioning because now you and ashley have both said this and it's something that i really strongly believe in as well so many of us get into especially in the creative fields we get into this thinking that we're the one person show we can do it by ourselves and in reality, that's just not feasible. You know, like Ashley said, if you're a marathon runner, like you get the center of attention, but you've got to have doctors, you've got to have motivators, you got to have people on hand to give you water and tell you when to take breaks, you know, and we don't see it happening for people like Tony or Gary all the time, but they're also surrounded by individuals who are saying, be here this time, do this now, record this video, you know, and so, you know, doing it by yourself is great at first to kind of break yourself into the game, you know, get some hands on experience, figure out what's going on. But as you continue to grow and develop, it's impossible without people that are, you know, giving you guidance and feedback and adjustments, supporting you emotionally, you know, just being there for you in general. So whether it's coaching or just having other people who are in the same field as you, you've got to build that community for yourself, no doubt about it. Uh, Ashley, I want to ask you something real quick because um, Fatima was talking about, you know, realizing she was putting in all this work and not getting the financial, you know, uh, kickback from it all, which you deserve for doing the work you're doing, the value you're providing. And then Ashley, you mentioned also before getting to doing a business, how your friend was like, I say no to anything that doesn't excite me. I feel like those kind of uh, decisions come from the same place of like, whenever we're seeking stability and safety, we're afraid to say no to any opportunity. 
and we also feel like we're not good enough so we overperform so that we can feel like we're good enough mm -hmm. to get money or whatever yes. <laughs> what was it that made this was there ever a moment for you ashley that you had to make that switch of like okay i can't wait till i'm stable to say no or i can't wait till i feel um <laughs> self-esteem to know i deserve this was there a moment like that for you what's helped you get a better relationship with it oh how much time do we have? So <laughs> it's for me, what the thing was, um, like it was interesting. Like when I first, first started my business and I was just trying to find people to like build my portfolio, couldn't give away my work. Nobody wanted my free session or whatever. The moment that I charged 50 bucks, people signed up and I'm like, seriously, like it was free lot. Like, okay. So that was an interesting lesson. Number one, that people will pay attention to what they pay for. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the undercharging, which, chronically happens and has happened. Um, it was one of my first photography mentors. She's like, you will finally change when it hurts bad enough. And that was like, ouch, like that like hit me so hard. And that I think is still true is because sometimes because I genuinely want to help people. Like I genuinely want to like people to go do the things that they love. But I also then get resentful or frustrated when if I don't charge them enough, then they don't listen as much as then like the other like professional that they hire because they paid them more. And so that um, was super, super frustrating. And any time that I get, it just gets to the point where I wear myself out and I'm thinking about closing down my business, which is pretty cyclical in my business, like till I've burnt myself out because of that sort of pricing and worth and value and self-esteem and, and all of that stuff. And then also, um, cause you can do research and see like what your peers are charging. And in my area, I was really expensive, but then where I came from, which was San Francisco, I was crazy cheap. And so I'm like, so when people told me and what I learned was again, from the same mentor was like, when you really want something that's expensive, like let's say a pair of like, she used the example of high heel shoes. She's like, you pull out your credit card and you're like, oh my God, these are so expensive. As you're still passing over your credit card, like your job when somebody says that to you is to shut up. Like, and I was like, oh, cause I kept trying to like fill it with space and like um, prove myself and over deliver and all those things. And like, they weren't arguing with me and my worth. They were just pointing out like converse, it was just what they were saying in their head. And yet they still wanted it or handing over their their money and their credit card. So like that has been a lesson that I keep relearning every time I up level in my business because my also my things that I'm allowed to now buy and my wants have also gone up where I'm like, holy smokes, like that this new program or coaching is expensive or um, new pair of shoes or like, you know, car or like, and yeah, I'm like saying that as I'm handing over the money. It's so it's it's to remind myself that like it, it doesn't have to do with us a lot of times. Our, my job is to allow people to show up as the best version of themselves. And sometimes that, that comes at a certain price point. And that means that I'm going to perform as a professional. And also I've learned any time that I've overgiven, I'm not taken as seriously and then they, I don't get the results from my client. So it's, it actually like does, it mm -hmm. does a lot of really negative things. So once I'm like, okay, if I actually want to help this person, I do exactly what I say. I can give a little bit more mm -hmm. so I can over deliver, but to a point that I've already like figured out in my head okay. and then like, that's it. It's holding boundaries to also show my clients mm -hmm. what that looks like for themselves and their businesses, because it's, it's not helping anybody. And I've also, again, almost put myself out of business undercharging and then 
didn't realize like I wasn't gonna have enough to actually finish the project. So then I had to go take on two projects just to take it. So it's been a, um, an ongoing battle and journey, sometimes just from not knowing enough information and a lot of times from a good place of wanting to help and then really learning the best thing I can do is charge my worth because then I can do more in my community and I'm actually serving my client better by being at that price, just allowing them to be the type of person that can afford those services and get the help that they need. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As a real quick funny point, I saw a meme on the internet. It was like they're comparing two kinds of clients. It's like the $50 client, hey, I'm oh. going to be late on the payment. Versus the $50,000 client, hey, I sent the money, thanks. <laughs> you know, so. I think Fatima and I have seen that same meme recently in our, one of our entrepreneurial groups. And I was like, it's yes. But back to what you said, though, I think it's even more important is that um, we have to develop a strong sense of self. Strong sense of self because um, I've noticed for myself as well, whenever you are not secure in who you are as a person, you're doing your mm-hmm. best to hold on to people. You don't want to lose yeah. that client, that student, that best friend, that partner. And so you're sacrificing your own morals and your own health just to make them stay when it's not even healthy for you. You know, they don't want to be there. You should let them go for your own good and for their good. And it kind of goes mm. to me, it goes back mm. to your a relationship with attachment. You know, are you strong in yourself or are you anxious? Are you avoidant? You know, and the more that we can develop our own sense of strong self, it's more of like, here's who I am. You like me, you don't like me. You walk with me, you don't walk with me. I'm not losing anything. Come or go. It's up to you. You know, I am who I am. Well, because and also otherwise it erodes your identity and then you start questioning your value and who you are even more than maybe learning a new skill. And you're like, oh, I'm going to just give this like try it. It robs you of so much. But most importantly, I think your sense of self that you should be building and working on in your confidence and um it just does so much more damage. And again, if you're new at something, charge less than the market value, say that you're new, own that, but don't let somebody bully you for that. And again, be willing to walk away, which is really hard when you need the money. And it's easy to say like when you're on the other side of it, mm. but there's been moments when mm. like every time I pivot, I usually, cause I'm not good at like transitioning neatly. I just shut everything down and then like start something new. Um, so there's always like that mm. gap of, Oh, I could really use a project right now, but, <laughs> but, and then just say no, because I'm like, no, I'm going to trust that like something else will happen or I will figure out something else, but I'm not going to take that client because I've, I've learned that lesson. I've learned that lesson. I've learned that lesson. Like mm-hmm. you learn it once and that's, that's it. Well, and real quick, cause there's a quick bullet point here. Cause I think it's something that needs to be said is that, you know, we always have that complaint of it's easy to stay on the other side, but no, mm-hmm. we can say that because we already went through all the, all of hell already. And you can't learn the lesson unless you've been through hell. You can't learn unless you've hit rock bottom. Mm. And that's when you learn those lessons. So yes, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to learn the lessons when you have nothing, but that's the only place you can learn it. You can't learn it from a place of of already being there. There's no reason to learn it. If you've already crossed the chasm, you don't need to cross it anymore. You've got to learn in the darkest moments. And I think like hearing like, like your podcast and stuff, like finding like those conversations where when you go there and you learn the hard way, because I, I also agree, like, that's just like how we learn, which I'm like, why did I like, it's just how I learn for sure. And, um, but to know that again, like to hear like things that you're saying and pick that out and say like, that's one, how we learn. So like you're on the right track. Congratulations. Like this is you making progress. You've been learning a, a lesson that hopefully you won't have to learn more than once or twice. And then to also hear that, like, if you keep doing this, you're going to start questioning who you are and your value and your worth even more. And that's what's dangerous because 
that shouldn't be what's compromised out of this frustration, maybe lack of sleep, some dollars, but not your self-worth and value. So to know that if that's happening, mm. like learning to say no and hold boundaries becomes like the priority and the goal. Completely agree. Fatima, I want to jump down to you. I'm sure you have some stuff to say in response to that, but also as a more broad question, Fatima, what are the elements of your business that you're working on improving right now? Now, obviously, Ashley talked a lot about self-esteem and you know, its relationship with yourself and with your clients' mm. boundaries. What about for you, Fatima? What's the stuff that you're working on developing in your own project? Yeah, uh, so as a follow-up of what we were saying, I would really uh, like to inf um, to focus on the idea of self-image, like what's your self-image? We all have trauma and um, money issues or like blockages or whatever you want to call them, work on them because, you know, as I was a mindset coach, you know, like before focusing on, on, on the human potential side, you know, on, on the holistic side. Um, it starts with a mindset and again it's a work in progress because every time that you're going to reach a milestone and we talked about this with ashley with this huge goal you got to be scared because you want to be at a level that you've never been to before so you gotta you know grow and evolve to that level so you got to change your identity change your you know self-image to get to that point so and, and i think that's not talked about enough because yes you can have all the tools like visualization your uh, mood board or whatever, but if you don't truly believe it and you have, you say, as you said, the self-esteem or and saying, you know, I, I I value myself at this point and I'm gonna stick to it, you'll never, you know, get there. So I think that's super important. And again, it's something that I, I learned. What I focus on is uh, having this, um, you know, funnel of like, okay, first of all, the product, of because I want to get out of the one-on-one -on -one coaching because it's something that I cannot scale. Um, so I am working on building my coaching program uh, and then, you know, the funnel around it and, and you know, just marketing myself at, as the person solving that specific problem and bringing you this, you know, solution that the best in market, you know, because I combined, you know, whatever. So this is it. This is what I'm focusing on. So I've learned all the the tactics but i was lacking the strategy so and i think that's a big big mistakes that a lot of you know entrepreneurs do is like focusing on the taxes like i'm going to open an instagram account and i'm going to shoot these videos every day and okay what's the point what's the purpose right because you you didn't work on the strategy and i think this is huge when i learned about that i was like oh yeah i was just focusing on that for years was like yeah my strategy where am i going you know what's the point where is my goal what's my vision so building that first and then say, okay, now it's too big. I'm scared because I've never done it before. How do I break that down to the daily action, right? And make sure that I understand that I'm going in the right direction, you know, like one year down the line, two years down the line. So uh, yeah, being strategic, I say like, this is the focus. So being strategic saying, okay, I want financial freedom. I want to have this amount, you know, like every month coming and I see myself, you know, doing that on a daily basis. How do I get there? How do I break this down to like every day? What can I do and build that up? Because, you know, you can't do everything in one month. Uh, unfortunately, uh, especially being a one woman show or one woman show, okay, and you have a, also, you got upset that it will take time. Um, and, and yeah, but I, I'm relieved and I feel safe in a sense of like, oh, I'm relying on one that will give me a structure, the strategy 
and I will do what I do best, which is taking action. You know, this, this I can do is no worries, but if I know where I'm going, like running, you know, the marathon, the finish line is there, making sure that I'm not going on the, you know, in the wrong direction. That's, that's a huge, huge help. Cause then I can focus on optimizing, you know, like my health, my, you know, getting there faster and, and all of that. So yeah, being strategic to answer your question and, and think about yourself image and, and don't be afraid of like, you know, seeing if something doesn't work, got to understand why it's not working. Okay. And then you got to be real with yourself. And I think this is huge for me because I've always, it was easy for me, uncomfortable, but easy to do it. Got to be real with yourself saying, listen, it's been two years now. You've been doing this and start working. There is something wrong in your process. Um, so what can you, you know, improve, change or completely delete um, so you can do better? Um, so this is where I'm at right now. Oh my gosh, Fatima, I completely relate. Um, like you said, it's easy to get into patterns and systems of like, you know, what you've told is working, what you've been doing for a long time. But, you know, to your point, if you have the wrong strategy, you know, you're just, you're not doing anything. There's another quote to reference Tony again, Tony Robbins. He has that other quote about running in the wrong direction to see the sunrise. He's like, if you're running in the wrong direction, you're never going to see the sunrise. Um, I, and I cannot mm. remember the sunrise in the east, the west, I can't recall. But he's always like, you know, you're going the opposite direction, you're never going to see the sunrise. So having the right strategy is exactly what it is. You know, even if you know the tactics, the approach, you know, do you have the most effective strategy? And so questioning yourself, looking to break, mm. uh, break your routines and everything. I don't want to keep us for too long. So I guess I'll ask one last question that we can kind of end on. Um, Ashley, you've hinted at a lot of it already, but maybe you want to summarize it or add something new or go more in depth on it. What are the values that guide your life and your business decisions? Um, I do think that values are incredibly important because if we don't know who we are and what we stand for, you know, we could fall for anything. We'll just be a little bit directionless. So I'm really curious, what are the kind of the values or um, principles that really guide your choices and decisions, both in your personal life and professional life? Uh, well, I think being an entrepreneur or creative of any sort, there's no, you can't, there's no separation. Like it, you are your business, which means you also can't escape personal growth. <laughs> and cause it will like any problems you have will show up in your business for sure. Um, I think the, the core values that I operate on, um, is freedom for one, but more specifically independence. Like I want to have my time. I want to be able to structure it the way that I've learned works for me in my day to be the most effective um, and the happiest. Like I don't do well, in the, I'm a night person, but like at night I want to be creative, which means like all of the, the super uh, logical technical stuff needs to be done in the morning. After that, like by 10, basically I'm done like with hard work, the rest of it's fun work. And then uh, creativity is really important and I love learning. So to me, it's a uh, curiosity would be the better word along with creativity. I want to remain curious. So that way I stay open-minded about new ideas and new approaches and strategies. So let me pivot. Or if like when I first started my business, if something's not working to not be afraid of putting it down. So like to remain curious and then that way I can try new things and find clarity again. And then um, a core principle and pillar is that a couple things, twofold. One, I believe everybody is unique and different. Even if we were all here as like uh, graphic designers, we would all have a distinct voice. We would all like do things in a new way and we would all have unique audiences, even if there was some overlap. So to me, like whatever I'm doing, I don't want to give anybody a cookie cutter approach. I want to give people maybe some common pieces 
but that honoring the individual is super, super important to me for their path and journey. So like they might not need funnels or all the things they just might need an Instagram and a camera, like, and then be on their way. So that's been a driver of mine because, um, what I've also learned in my business is that everybody wants to be seen and a lot of people are afraid of it. So, um, so it's like, how can I let people feel seen and feel safe showing up? So like that playing that balance in my life mm. for myself as well. Um, and, and then just trying to have fun. And I used to hate this word passionately because I was always like, Oh, she's so fun. And I want to be serious and professional. And like, you know, I come from like doctors and lawyers and like, we don't have fun in our house. Like it's serious. <laughs> what is fun? So yeah. What is fun? Like we schedule our fun and like, it's like, so, but when I was always the fun one or I made like painful things, I try to make painful things for my clients. Often they think marketing is painful, which I'm like, how do we make this fun then? Because it shouldn't be painful. You have to do this forever. So how, how can we make it fun? Um, and, and that lets me lighten up a little bit because I also take my fun pretty seriously. Like, my family still rubs off on me, so I still take my fun seriously. And like nobody goes and runs hills for fun, but apparently I do. So so that's those are like the things that drive my my business. And, and what I've also found by doing those, again, along helping people feel seen and find their voices and tell their stories, what I like how I execute that, whether it's in photography, whether it's in words, like that doesn't matter. That that doesn't matter anymore. Like ever as much. That lets me again as a human still develop and have flexibility and freedom. Again, my one of my words to grow and change. But what I what matters is stays consistent. And so if I'm out of alignment with the, any of those things, even if I'm proud of my work, I still feel kind of off and start hating things. And then I'm like, oh, it's because somebody told me I had to be somewhere at 8 a.m. Like not you but like yeah no it was me it's okay it's this it's okay it's okay you know come on the podcast this the host i completely respect that like you know when somebody like when clients are like oh it had like try to impose expectations on you and and that's fine but that also doesn't work for me so for me to be like here's what I'm available for. And like, you know, and to really stick to those things so that again, I can be happy, show my best work and have the most impact. Mm. Um, those are the things that drive me and And again, it, how I found those was looking back as I've changed and grown my business. Cause I felt lost for a long time going, what, what is it that I actually do? And it was going back to running, which is why it's now a thing I talk about. It was like I do, I paint, I play music, I, I do all of these creative things. And I'm like, those things gave me clues. And I'm like, what do these all have in common? Because to find those those things, I was like, oh, it's because it, it all had those pieces to it. And then that's what I've carried forward and built a business around. Oh my gosh, actually, that is just really, really powerful. And um, I relate to a lot of parts of it. So thanks for just going so in depth on that. Uh, Fatima, I'm sure you agree with a lot of what Ashley said, but you probably have your own things as well. What are the principles and values that have guided you both uh, professionally and personally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, being Muslim and uh, being very highly spiritual, it gave me the foundation for everything in my life until today. Uh, and I hope it continues. So um, whenever, that's why I never, you know, feel down or like depressed or completely, you know, give up everything because I have the true belief of like, I have this higher power that created everything, you know, God 
he got my back, you know, like he, he, he get it. He get, you know, so it's, I feel relieved, you know, even if I, people around me don't understand me, like actually, oh, I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. Everybody's a teacher, you know, like volume, you know, so like, what are you doing? You're 30 years old. You're like, no, no, you know, I'm not 30 years old. I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> you're 34 years old. You're not married. What is going on? You don't have a stable job. I'm like, I'm doing what I love. And so this has been such a driver, you know, like being authentic to myself. And I thank my mom, you know, for allowing me to grow like that, you know, in a sense of like, we're always disagreeing, you know, like Ben is, is, is crazy. Like in my household, it gets crazy sometimes, like, especially, and we're loud, so you can imagine. <laughs> but we're always disagreeing, you know, on everything. So we had like the opportunity to just speak up, you know, our thoughts and everybody was respectful. And, and, and this was huge of like shaping, you know, who I am today. So yeah, being authentic, you know, doing things that you like, you know, that you're driven about, um, helping people. I mean, that's huge. You know, this is my true calling. I dreamt about it, you know, uh, and I can, I can say, you know, I had a dream, <laughs> you know, so I'm doing this true. Uh, so it's, it's a true calling and I have the huge ambition of being the first, you know, like billionaire self-made Muslim women in the world. So with this huge goal, I like, I don't know like how I'm going to get it, but it's still, it's the adventure, right? I'm excited about it. So and as I say, you know, I, this year uh, I came at peace with, you know, if I die tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to be content, you know, like I'm going to be satisfied because I was true to myself, you know? Um, so yeah, this, this is, this is it. And you don't need that much, you know, you don't need that much to just be, um, to create incredible things. Many, many people did it. So that's why I say, you know, you don't have an excuse or because now with the information age, we have so many examples around us, you know, that did the impossible or they do crazy things. If you want to try something, just do it. And I'm all about, you know, taking action and, and taking chances because, um, you know, the, the world is full of opportunities. Oh my gosh, this, this is, is amazing. What, uh, drives me. Ashley, Fatima, I really, really appreciate you both sitting down and just opening your minds and hearts and just giving all this insight to us, to the audience listening. There's really nothing to say. They said it all so beautifully already. Um, so, you know, just hearing from them, their own words, you obviously have to go check them out. Please do check out their pages, you know, interact with them, be around the community, because as you can see, they've shared so many insights. But I, I think one of the overarching ones that I recognized was that it's easy for us to feel lost. It's easy for us to feel aimless and hopeless. But really, we have our whole lives in front of us to figure things out. And so if we are committed to mm -hmm. developing ourselves and developing who we are as individuals, creating our happiness, it's absolutely possible if you're willing to continue to try and fail, try and fail, try and fail, and learn from the, the failures and successes. Because life keeps happening and we keep happening along with it. And uh, as long as we stay in the game, we can always create our reality. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you on a future episode. Take care and good night. All right, guys, that was awesome. How do you feel?